the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And I think I'm checking the calendar, and tomorrow is Easter. And we have a very special guest in studio and she's very special every time she's here. <laughs> so it's always even when she's not here, she's still special. I'm opening my mouth and inserting my foot here now, so we have to be a little bit careful. Just eat a donut, Chris. Just eat a donut. Oh yeah, they look nice. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> yeah, no Easter egg this morning yet, though. No, I, w- I was contemplating Easter eggs, but I thought donuts would be easier. Donuts is great. That's yes. awesome. So it is a very special day. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. It is our holy weekend. And uh, as we do every year, we're going to start off our, our day before Easter show with a special Easter message. From a great guy. Yes, Pastor Denny Glusco at Youth for Tomorrow. He is, I don't have words. I don't either, but you just, when he comes into the room, he just, he just has this presence about him. Makes you feel just comfortable and happy. Well, I, I told someone very, very recently, I said, when you, when you are with him, you feel like you're in the presence Almost of Jesus Himself, because because Pastor Denny just radiates the love of God. He does. He's an awesome man. We're excited to hear from him here this morning, and then we'll be back after a little bit later on to talk about the at least the second most important thing. Uh, one, uh, probably one not even the second most important thing, but the reason we're here today. There you go. We'll talk money stuff. Yeah, and an important thing to be able to get us by. So anyway, here's Denny, and then we'll be back in just a little bit. So stay tuned. Larry and Chris and all the folks at Making Money Sense, thank you for giving me the opportunity this morning to spend a few moments with you in God's Word and talking about the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which we celebrate tomorrow morning, Easter Sunday. He has risen. He has risen indeed. Tomorrow morning, those words will be echoed throughout many Christian churches in the entire world that he has risen And he has risen indeed. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is one of the essential cornerstones of the gospel message. And it is the segment of those cornerstones that embraces the very completeness of God's message through the scriptures, where eternal life is found in no one else other than the person of Jesus Christ. We'd like to take a few moments this morning and uh, go to the best place I know to talk about Christ and his resurrection, and that's the Word of God. So if you have your Bibles, please turn with me. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians in chapter 15, 
And we're going to begin by reading verses 1 through 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. And after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. And then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. I share these verses with you so that we can not only hear, but come to know the truth of the whole gospel message of salvation, which includes the birth, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is God come of the flesh, true God and true man, according to the scriptures. And you find that in the Gospel of John in the first chapter, verses 1 through 3 and certainly verse 14. There are those in the time of Jesus, and even yet today, who did and do not believe in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And yet the word of God reveals the necessity of the resurrection in the whole gospel message of salvation. Let me share with you a little further on here in 1 Corinthians. Verses that show and reveal the significance and importance of our Savior's resurrection bodily from the grave. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians 15 again, but this time we're going to start in verse 12. And let me just read several verses of Scripture, keeping in mind as we do that it's going to talk about if there is no resurrection, where are we? And if the resurrection indeed has incurred, that then sort of culminates or puts that capstone on that gospel message. Listen to what it says in 1 Corinthians 15, beginning in verse 12. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be a false witness about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised or if the dead are not raised then Christ has not been raised either verse 17 says and if Christ has not been raised your faith is futile you are still in your sins then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost if only for this life we have hope in Christ we are to be pitied more than all men verse 20 but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. 
For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. It's evident in these verses that we just read that the resurrection of Jesus is of great significance and importance in the completeness of the full gospel message of eternal life through our risen Savior. Remember, he has risen. He has risen indeed. It's critical also in the life of every believer that we do not take lightly the resurrection of our Lord. Too often, we seem quick to move past the events of Christ's life here on earth. We seem eager to get on to the very next day of life. Not only is it critical for us to, to remember what Jesus Christ has done for us through the resurrection and, and through his birth and, and death and burial, but we must live out the fullness of the gospel message, proclaiming Christ and him crucified to a lost and a dying world. There is a conversation recorded in the scriptures between Jesus and Martha. Martha was a sister of Lazarus, whom Christ raised from the dead. And prior to Jesus raising Lazarus from the grave, Martha questioned Jesus about his slow reaction to getting there on time before Lazarus had died. As a matter of fact, the words in the scripture, Martha to Jesus, go like this. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. And certainly the timing of Jesus Christ is always perfect and right on time. Yet there seems to be something about our, quote, human nature that we like to try and fit God's time and God's ways into our time and into our ways. And yet the scripture is very clear. His time and his ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But somehow we want to bring Christ into our agenda. Well, let me tell you, Jesus was not too late, or nor was he too early at the gravesite of Lazarus. As a matter of fact, if he would have been either or, then we would not have heard his response that he gave to Martha. And he said to Martha, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. These last four words in this verse may be the most significant words here in this verse of Scripture. And they are, do you believe that? That's how Christ ended his statement to Martha. Do you believe that? What is it that one must believe to inherit and or gain eternal life? That's the question that he's asking. Let me just share a few thoughts with you from the scriptures as to what it is a person must believe. First, it's a belief in knowing that man is a sinful being. And because of my sin, I've been separated from fellowship with Almighty God. It tells us that in Romans 3.23. And secondly, it is a belief that the penalty for my sin is death, both spiritually and physically. We see that in Romans 6.23. It is a belief that Almighty God sent the Lord Jesus Christ, his one and only Son, to shed his blood on the cross of Calvary in payment for my sin. You see that in Colossians 1, 21 and 22, and many other verses of Scripture. 
It's also a belief that mankind must turn from his or her sin. Repentance. The book of Acts tells us that in 419. In the book of Luke, it says that if a man does not repent, he will perish. And it says also that this belief that he speaks of is that there is only one way back to fellowship with Almighty God. And that is through Jesus Christ. There's a segment of our world, well-known people, who are proclaiming that there are various ways to be restored to fellowship with God. But the scripture makes it very clear in the Gospel of John that Jesus Christ is the only way. Many preach several ways, but there is only one way, and his name is Jesus Christ. It's also part of that belief that it is by God's grace and mercy that you are to be saved, not by your own works, nothing of ourselves that would ever bring us into the kingdom and restore us back to fellowship with Almighty God. We find that written for us in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It tells us, by grace you are saved through faith in Jesus Christ, not of any works that of yourself. It also tells us in Ephesians 2, 10, that we have been created and crafted in Christ Jesus to do good works that God has created for us to do before one of our days came to be. It's possible for man to do good things, but they may not be God's good things. The things of man, the Bible says, will be burnt up as straw and, and hay and stubble, yet the works of Almighty God is that that builds up the body of Christ. It elevates the name of Jesus Christ. It's that that God has set for us to do that gives him and him alone glory, praise, and honor. And one of the final things that is in this question that Jesus asks Martha, do you believe that, is the belief and knowing that to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's in God's word in the Gospel of John, chapter 1 and verse 12. You see, all of these things that I've sort of briefly outlined for you and more have been given to and paid for for you and I through the birth and the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Remember, he has risen. He has risen indeed. As we bring this to a conclusion, I just want to say thank you for listening this day. I am mindful every time I have the privilege to share Jesus Christ, that it's always an audience of one, that the intimacy is between you and Jesus Christ. And yet you've given me a privilege this morning to share briefly about the precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There may be someone out there this morning who has been struggling with that personal relationship with Christ and has never repented of their sin and has asked Jesus Christ into their life. And yet there may be someone out there this morning who this may be the first time you've heard of God's precious love for you and how he has given his one and only son has shed his blood for you and to die on a cross of Calvary for you. Well, my prayer for you this morning is that God's Holy Spirit would prick your heart this very moment 
with the blessing of the gospel message and that you would take this moment in time and repent of your sin, turning from a life of destruction to the cross of Calvary and receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, believing upon his name. And the Bible says that to all who call upon his name, they would receive eternal life. May this be your day of salvation. And to my friends in Christ who are out there this morning, who enjoy that saving relationship with Jesus Christ, may you and I never be content with the place we find ourselves in with Christ Jesus, but that we would be found faithful, that we would remain obedient, that we would hunger, and that we would thirst after the righteousness of our Savior, that 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 we seek is to hear what Christ is desiring to say to us. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And that we would love Jesus Christ with our entire being, every part of our person would be given over to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and that we would love others around us. As the scripture says, we are to love those as we love ourselves. What a blessing it is that God has given to you and I that we can humble ourselves before him and just enjoy being his child. My wife Diana and I have a simple saying regarding our personal relationship with Jesus Christ and with one another. Jesus, you be Jesus, and we will enjoy being the sheep of your pasture. May God's grace and mercy richly fall upon all who are listening this day. To you and to your family, I pray that you have a glorious celebration of our Savior's resurrection. Again, thank you for the privilege that you've given me this morning. And remember, he has risen. He has risen indeed. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the, the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494.
Well, welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show with Dina in the studio with us today. Hello again. Good morning. Glad you're here. Listen, you'd like to call and ask any questions of our financial and retirement expert here in studio. I have a phone number for you. Write this down. Dial it up. Here it is. 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Give us a call right now with any questions you have on your finances this year. Well, it has been a wild few weeks, so we're going to do just a little bit of a market recap this morning, and then we'll talk about why the market is so volatile. So this past week, the Dow Jones Industrial Averages were up 2.42%. We are still down on that index, 2.49%, almost 2.5% for the year. The Dow is down 9.4% from its high at the end of January. So what does that mean? Does that mean we're in a correction? We're pretty close. The technical definition of a stock market correction is when the market goes down 10% from its high. We have hit that 10% point at different times in the past handful of weeks. But when we closed on Friday, we were down just shy of 9.5%. The S&P was up 2% for the week, still down one and a quarter for the year. Uh, the S&P is down 8% from its high. The NASDAQ was up two and a third. The NASDAQ's actually up a percent for the year and still down 5.9% from the high. So we have seen all kinds of, of up and down, and some of it has to do with uh, headlines. I- investors can get a little skittish when they hear things like trade war with China. Um, uh, those things uh, uh, make investors take pause. And as I tell so many of my clients, now that we've all got a computer terminal at every single desk, it seems, people are quicker to move their 401k plans or their IRA investments when they feel that things are getting a little, a little too jumpy for them. You would call that trigger happy. A little trigger happy, yes. Um, I like to remind my clients as well that emotional investment decisions are typically bad ones. When we have a market that is this volatile, your best bet is truly to stay the course. I had a client email me this past week and say, if you're a mutual fund investor, how do you handle this volatility? I had two words for him. Don't look. <laughs> well, you can't really say put your head in the sand because eventually you've got to come back and look at it, right? Well, balance it. Well, sooner or later, there will be a rebalance that is needed. But when we're in what I'm going to call short-term volatility, because let's be real, it's been two months since we were at all-time highs mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Two months is very short-term. And the overall is not so bad. The overall is still not so bad. We we haven't given back every bit of what we made last year. We've only given back a little bitty bit of it. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, the economy here in the United States is still growing. It's still very robust. We've just gotten a few bits of news that, again, make investors a little bit jittery. If you want to understand how Uh, how the professionals do it, you can look to the big pension fund managers. You can look to the big endowment managers, and you can see what they do during times like this. They don't move. Patience in the market, I think, is the word here. Well, and, and in financial planning terms, when we're working with our clients, we're talking about long-term investment objectives. If I pulled up a chart of the S&P 500, which is our domestic stock market, if I pulled up a chart of that market over the past 10 years, you would see an upward slope. 
it would go from a lower point on the left to a higher point on the right. Mm -hmm. So if I look at that 10-year chart, I say, well, wow, you know, if I had invested my money 10 years ago and just let it sit, look how much money I would have today. Mm -hmm. But the reality is if I look at any six-month period of time or one-year period of time on that 10-year chart, I'm going to see ups and downs. I'm going to see wild news headlines. I'm going to see things that at that point in time seemed like a scary prospect for an investor. So you really just have to find that quality and just stick with it for a long period of time. That, that's it. You buy quality. You rebalance, not too frequently, but you rebalance occasionally, maybe every year and a half or two years. It doesn't have to be quarterly. And you let it go. If you buy quality investments, you know that over time you expect those to grow. But you also know that when the market takes a hit, quality investments will go down in value as well. But guess what? They'll come back, too. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they have some solid foundation. I guess the question I would ask a person like yourself is, as an investor, maybe a do-it-yourselfer, um, where do we find this quality, and how do we look to find ourselves in a situation where we have less risk? So there's, there's a lot of statistics behind picking investments and understanding what's quality, understanding how to measure volatility. Um, it's a profession. That's why you do it. That's, that's why I have a job, yeah. um, because I know how to monitor those statistics. I know how to, how to put them into a formula and, and, and analyze an entire portfolio. So if I've got three fairly risky investments and then I've got five pretty moderate investments, what does that mean for an overall portfolio? As a financial planner, as a certified financial planner, my job is to look at each individual piece, make sure that they fit the appropriate metrics, and then make sure that they all fit together as a good portfolio that helps you meet your financial goals and helps fit your sleep test. I don't want you losing sleep at night because I've got you in a portfolio that's riskier than you can emotionally handle. I guess I'm one of these guys that kind of equates this to going on YouTube and trying to learn how to do an operation on a spleen. Yeah, you know, <laughs> root canals for dummies. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you got to be a little careful about what you do when you do it yourself. You need to look at, you know, find some wisdom, find some knowledge. You know, I'm not going to say that no one should do it themselves because I've met plenty of people in my 20 years in this business who really had a head for this. Mm. We, we are here for the people who don't. We are here for the people who aren't comfortable monitoring their own investments, who aren't comfortable with analyzing the risk inside those investments and understanding the sector exposure and, and duration of bonds and, and all that weird terminology that financial types talk. We're here for the people who don't understand that stuff, who don't want to understand that stuff, and who frankly don't have the time to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As financial planners, that's where our value comes in. Yeah, if you'd like to find out a little bit about how you get started at doing some investing, you have a very neat little thing called the Financial Planning Toolkit, which kind of gives you a baseline. The Financial Planning Toolkit is your organizational tool. This is the, the tool that we send you to get all of your financial facts in order so that when you do meet with a financial advisor at Rosenthal Wealth Management Group, you have everything in one place so we can make a productive meeting, make some good recommendations, and talk about how to move forward from there. And even if you use the Financial Planning Toolkit for a while without meeting with us, it will help you get your finances organized. It will help you pull out the pieces that perhaps you've forgotten about or that perhaps you didn't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. And it will help you put it all in one place. 
it also is a great way to organize finances for your family. It's kind of neat also that you have another little tool that I've uh, heard about and, and actually looked at a couple of times. Uh, it's kind of neat. You can, you've got a tool that um, puts everything together, all of your different investments from all these different places, your bank account statements, all of that into a financial plan. What is that called and how does that work? But it's pretty neat. We call that our wealth management solutions, and that is actually our financial planning program that we use with our clients. It is it is the, the newest most state-of-the-art tool that we could possibly offer to our clients. It allows our clients to actually link their accounts directly into their financial plan. We build the goals. We build the metrics around the plan. And then that plan is updated every single day. The client has access to it via the web 24-7, and they can see every day where they are on track to meeting their different financial goals. And if they have questions, they send us an email and they say, hey, Dina, I was looking at my cash flow report and I see something weird in the year 2022. Can you tell me what that is? Mm-hmm. Very, very easy thing. It connects our clients with us on a real-time basis 24-7. That is really so cool. That is very cool. So if you want to get started with something like this, how does someone go down that road to learn about having a planner, getting a planner, getting started on a financial plan? Well, I I love starting with calling either the office or the studio to request the financial planning toolkit, request an appointment with one of our advisors, and bring your financial data in. We'll show you what we see in, in the in the layout of your finances, we'll show you a sample financial plan, and we'll show you how that financial plan can be customized for your situation and help you meet your family's financial goals. What a great way to start right after Easter is uh, get yourself a financial plan and move forward. Well, is there anything we wanted to talk about at the end of this segment that uh, recapping what we've talked about so far? Well, just talking about what the markets are doing, I, I would encourage everyone who's listening today Don't be scared away from your investment plan just because the market's jumping around a bit. This is normal market behavior. Markets do not go up in a straight line. They have volatility. They bounce up and down. And sometimes we get some headlines that we don't like, and that causes some investors to make emotional emotional money decisions. And that can cause the market to go down for a little bit. And this was China for us this last week. Uh, mostly. Mostly yeah. the the, uh, the president talking about tariffs on incoming goods, uh, specifically things coming from China. Um, we could talk about whether we agree with that or not. But that's the, that's the headline that really threw this market into a little bit of a tailspin. It still seems like it's holding down the market a little bit, is it? Well, it is. Uh, the, the Dow uh, posted a high at the end of January of 26,616, and, and we closed Friday at 24,103. So mm-hmm. we're not back up to the, the all-time high that we saw at the end of January. But this hasn't been a crash by any, by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. barely a correction. So don't be nervous. This is a normal part of life if you're going to be an investor. And in some cases, this might be considered a sale. You could buy some things where you wouldn't normally get them. No? You know, I talk to my clients, and I, and I work with lots of women, okay? okay. Um, and I talk to women about going to Bloomingdale's to buy shoes. Okay. And I talk about going to the little rack in the very back, darkest corner of Bloomingdale's where they have all of their clearance shoes. And I find a beautiful pair of very expensive designer shoes at half off. 
Mm-hmm. They're still very beautiful designer shoes. I just paid half. Right. It's the same thing in the stock market. If I've got a market that's down two or 3,000 points, am I not going to buy Home Depot stock because the market's down? Home Depot's still a great stock. Yeah. Home Depot's still a great company. I go in there and daydream once in a while. <laughs> buy a screwdriver or two. Y- you know, so so you have to look at the, the relative quality, back to, that, back to that first conversation we had this morning. Are you buying quality investments? And if you are, a stock market pullback is a great time to get quality at a discount. Keep a little cash on the side for a, for a nice sale like this one, maybe, huh? You know, it <laughs> couldn't hurt. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, and Dina, Dinaology is in the, in the house today. If you'd like to call, here's our phone number, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. More with the Larry Rosenthal Show in just a moment. Give us a call. You are listening to Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Terrell at McLean Mortgage. 571-490-7117. 571-490-7117. Troy Turo and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Now, here's Larry Rosenthal. You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's our telephone number, 855 855- 767-3123. Again, that's 855-ROSE-123. Give us a call here this morning with any questions that you have. In fact, Arnita has done so. Good morning, Arnita. Welcome to the show. Dina's here. Hey, Arnita. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hey, Arnita. I'm great. How are you today? I'm good. You mentioned, Dina, something about, uh, I'm not sure what it was because you sounded kind of muffled on the, on the line. Something linked to the financial planning toolkit every day. What was that that you mentioned? Arnita, we were talking about the financial plan, the actual online financial plan. You have the opportunity to link your various outside accounts into the financial plan so that that plan is updated on a daily basis. We have some clients who opt to do that and some who don't. Oh, okay. So That's if you want. If you want to talk about that offline, you know where to get me. I sure will. Thank you. Have Anita. a great weekend. Happy Easter, Anita. Thank you, you for too. the call. Thank you. All right. 
Uh, there might be some advantages to me being muffled some of the time, but uh, not not on the radio. I'm just saying. <laughs> 855-767-3123 if you'd like to dial in. 855-ROSE-123. You know, we spend so much time talking about financial planning, and, and people often think that financial planning is just simply investing. So I want to spend some time this morning talking about what true financial planning is so that we can, when we're here, we can all talk and, and sing off the same sheet of music. Financial planning is so much more than just where you invest your money. It is so much more than just planning for when you're going to retire or when you're going to send your children to college. That's part of it, of course, but I want to talk to you today about the six pieces of financial planning and how they all work together. The very first piece of a financial plan is cash flow. What's the money coming in, what's the money going out, and what's the difference? We're either spending more than we bring in, we're either spending less than we bring in, or we're spending exactly what we bring in. Mm -hmm. It's one of those three situations. When we're starting a financial plan, that, that's actually the bedrock of your plan, because if you're in a situation where you're spending more than you bring in on a monthly basis, we've got to write that ship before we can do anything else. Mm -hmm. If you are spending exactly what you bring in on a monthly basis, we need to address that as well, because we've got to find a way to free up some money to save for the various financial needs in life. And, of course, if you're one of the fortunate ones that you spend less than you bring in on a monthly basis, we need to talk about the best way to handle that excess cash flow. What do you do with the money that's left over every month? Do you throw it into a savings account? Do you increase your employer retirement savings? Maybe you direct some of that money into a college plan for, for your kids. But the very bedrock of a financial plan that should be addressed before we talk about anything else is cash flow. My clients... A lot of them grumble when I say, okay, the very first thing I want from you is a budget. I want to see where your money goes. And I, if, if a client doesn't have one for me to look at, I will tell them, okay, for the next 30 days, I want you to take a notebook, take an Excel spreadsheet, whatever, and I want you to record everything you spend. Mm. Even if it's a dollar on the toll road or 75 cents for a Diet Coke out of the Coke machine. I want to see every single day what you're spending because then we can categorize that into the have-to things and the like-to things. The have-to things are the non-negotiables in life. You've got to pay for your housing, whether that's a rent payment or a mortgage payment. You've got to pay for food. You've got to pay for utilities. We have to look at the, the what I'll call non-discretionary items first and see what those tally up to. Then we can get to the discretionary or the nice-to-do things and see where there may be some room to redirect if necessary. But cash flow is the first piece of this. Very closely related to cash flow, we're all very familiar with this at this time of year, income taxes. Mm -hmm. Are you taking advantage of every single income tax loophole, deduction, benefit that you could possibly take advantage of. And this year there's some changes that we need to be aware of. Lots of changes this year that uh, most of them don't affect our tax filing for this year. They will affect our tax filing this time next year. But we certainly need to understand how those changes are going to impact us. And I'd rather know the answer to that right now than this time next year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But when we talk about tax planning, we're talking about things like are you having enough withheld from your paycheck from your various income sources so that you don't get penalized for underwithholding? 
That's an unnecessary expense in life, so we need to understand how the withholding is being done, whether you're currently working or whether you're retired, whether you're a business owner, okay, whether you have rental income. We need to understand and make sure that the withholding that you have on those various sources of income is adequate for what the federal government's going to expect you to pay. Yeah, I thought you just got stuck with a bill at the end of the year if you were under withholding. There was not a, there's not a, is there an additional penalty there in there somewhere? There's a formula, there's an IRS formula that says for the amount of income that you make, you should have paid in over the course of the year a certain percentage, and if you pay in less than that, not only are you going to owe the bill, but you're going to owe a little penalty too. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty that. serious about that. They 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 want a steady, steady flow of tax revenue to keep the federal government running. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, but they don't have to do that to me. <laughs> You know, all about me. Come on. Well, guess what, buddy? Maybe we need to look at your tax withholding and make sure that you're doing what you need to do. Yeah, I agree. With it is that. it is an unnecessary thing, and it's a fairly easy thing to figure out. Right. Sure. Just a basic thing. It's 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 one of the basic things. The other piece of this is: Are you making good of all of the tax benefits that are available to you? If you're in a high income bracket, are you? maxing out your 401k or your thrift savings or your 403b contributions. And I'm not talking just the base contribution. If you're over 50, there's that what they call the catch-up mm -hmm. that you can put in as well. If you're over 50 years old and you're working for an employer that provides one of those retirement plans, 401k, 403b, Federal Thrift Savings Plan, 457 plans. You can put $24,500 into that employer retirement plan this year. Mm, That's $24,500. That is not subject to state or federal income tax this year. That is the biggest way to reduce your taxable income in tax year 2018. Nice. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice tip. So if I so if I tie that back to the cash flow conversation, if you're not maxing out that employer retirement plan, the budget piece of the conversation just became even more important right. because I want to help you find the dollars to make those contributions. What about those self-directed IRAs and those self-directed plans, the standard IRAs? Can you make some uh, choices there that will also help you as far as maxing those out? You, you can, but there are income limitations on those. So, for example, if you want to contribute – $5,000 to a traditional IRA. That th that contribution may not be deductible for you if you don't meet the income thresholds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's important first and foremost, if you've got the employer plan available to you, max that out first. If you do not have an employer plan available to you, the contribution to the traditional IRA should be deductible. Yeah, especially those employer plans that match. That's money on the table that you need to be able to get a hold of as well. Absolutely. So if you work for the federal government, the federal government will match the first 5% that you contribute to your thrift savings plan. If you are not contributing at least the 5% that the government matches, you're leaving money on the table. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is money for later. It is money for when you're retired and you're tired of working. So... At least do the 5%. If you can do the maximum 24500 God bless you, do it. Mm -hmm. Lots of things to help with tax planning. So the first two pieces of financial planning are cash flow and income tax planning. I haven't even talked about investments yet. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, it's interesting. That I guess if you were to kind of wrap up some of this conversation we've been talking about uh, in a in a few words, one of them would be it's kind of like a diet. The choices that you make can cause big effects later on or smaller effects, depending on how you do it. I really like that analogy because dieting is one of those things. You want to see the results immediately, but the reality is you've got to stick to the plan. Right. And when you are talking about cash flow planning, when you're talking about income tax planning, quite often there aren't great big things that you can do today to make an immediate impact. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a slow, methodical working of your plan to make this happen and to show big effects down the road. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Indeed. All right, Lee, if you'd like to dial us up with any questions that you have, our financial retirement expert in studio is Dina today, and she'd love to hear from you at 855-767-3123. Again, that telephone number is 855-767-3123. Give us a call now, and we'll answer your questions. And don't forget that during the week, that telephone number also rings in the office, and if you have any questions, then you can have them answered there. 855-767-3123. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for, the dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You're listening to Larry Rosenthal's show, Making Money Sense with Dini in the studio with us today. We appreciate you listening. 855-767-3123. Corral is on the telephone with us. Hello. You're with Dina. What was your question today? Are you with us? Uh, yeah. Yes, sorry. Yeah, I missed um, her last sentence of what um, she mentioned about the 401k and the government contributing. Is it possible that she could repeat that? Please? I think so. I, I don't remember my precise words, but I was talking about making sure that if you are with the federal government, that you are contributing if you are a FERS employee. Civil service employees do not get the match. But if you're a FERS employee with the federal government, make sure that you're contributing at least 5% to your thrift savings plan so that you can get the full 5% match. Right. Okay, great. Thanks very much. Thank you for the call. Yeah, that's an important thing. Never leave money on the table unless you <laughs> no, never no, do. No, 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 no. There's no good reason to leave money on the table. So before the break, we were talking about the first two pieces of financial planning, which are cash flow planning and income tax planning. The third piece of financial planning is what I'm going to call protection planning, and that is simply insurances. Have you have you protected the things that you 
cannot afford to lose? Have you got the appropriate car insurance, homeowner's insurance, all the property casualty type things are important. But disability insurance is one of the most underused, underappreciated bits of insurance on the planet. Mm-hmm. None of us wants to think that we may become disabled and not and not able to do our jobs, but the statistic is, is there, and the statistic is very real. One in seven workers during their working lifetime will become disabled and unable to work for a period of up to two years. Wow. Think about that. If, if you became disabled, Chris, and you couldn't work for two years, who would run your business? How would you bring income into your home? And that's the dilemma that most of us are faced with. Yes, some of us have employer-provided disability coverage, but let me tell you something. It's a great benefit to have, but you need to understand the, the what's and wherefores in that employer-provided coverage. Sometimes it looks good on paper, but the reality is not quite so good, mm-hmm. in which case you want to have a private policy that will pick up where that employer coverage leaves off. You want to make sure you've got the appropriate amount of life insurance to protect your family, especially if you're the sole income earner in your home. Understanding the amount of life insurance that it would take to keep your family afloat if you went home to be with the Lord, Mm -hmm. what is that amount of coverage? All of that is addressed in a financial plan. We calculate the need for insurance based on your current situation, based on your family goals, and what it would take to keep those things running if you weren't there to do them. One of the things I discovered about life insurance is that it's really a good idea to get that when you're younger. Well, it and is. in better shape. Absolutely. You know, I, 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 I can identify with with those who have a hard time getting coverage because of a health issue. Mm -hmm. If you have had cancer in less than five years or if you have had heart disease and and, and things like that, the insurance is going to be more expensive than if you were 28 years old and zero body fat. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's it's the insurance company's way of monitoring their own risk that they charge extra for those of us who have health issues. Mm-hmm. But I, I had a, a training manager many years ago tell me, well, if you've got a health issue, you need it even more. If you've got a problem that could cause your death, Absolutely. you need it even more. Your family needs it even more. So, again, not peddling life insurance on the radio today, just saying that part of planning, part of doing a comprehensive financial plan for your family is making sure that you have not only the appropriate insurances, but the right amounts of those insurances and that you're not paying too much for them. Yeah, you can actually get, uh, as I understand it, there's a, you get a mix. You want to get a mix, right, of term and and, uh, and whole, or what they used to call whole, it, it, depending it, on what you can afford. It, well, and it depends on the family situation. So, for example, if I've got a, a husband and wife and they have three kids that they want to send to college, the minute that youngest child has graduated from college, the need for life insurance just went way down. Mm-hmm. We've just gotten all three kids through college. That bit of the financial plan is paid for. It's done. I don't need life insurance coverage for that anymore. Right. I may still need life insurance coverage to handle retirement planning, mm-hmm. right? But I may be able to handle all of the life insurance planning for a family with a set of staggered term policies, The permanent insurance policies can be pricey. If I see a permanent need for insurance, a Mm -hmm. need that doesn't go away, I absolutely go in that direction. 
most of what I see a need for in life insurance, I can satisfy with term coverage. Gotcha. So it's a strategy when you think about it. Absolutely. Michael's on the line with us. Michael, welcome aboard. Your, your question for Dina. Uh, yes, good morning. Hi, Michael. Good morning. How can I help you today? Okay, i got a question for you. Uh, Go ahead. It was, on, oh, uh, I, it was on the speaker. So uh, what happened is uh, I uh, invest a few amount of money with the brokerage, the big brokerage. If I I prefer not to you know, call them the, the, the name of okay. the brokerage. That's okay. You don't have to. Yeah, so I got a return like $400, the interest rate. Okay. But it is not a FDIC issue. Totally on the paper it says so. Uh, anytime I could lose it. Yes. Mm, but so is it a good idea to take that out uh, and put it in the CD in the bank or uh, in my account? The old risk yeah. question here. That's exactly what this is. Thank you for the question, Michael. So Michael has called in and said, hey, I invested some money with the company, and I got my first statement. And at the bottom of the statement, in very tiny print, it says not FDIC insured. Mm -hmm. His uh, alarm bells started going off, and rightly so. So let's talk about that. Investments that you have with an investment firm, things that are exposed to the stock market, those will absolutely not be FDIC insured. There is an element of risk involved. If you have a CD at the bank, and it is a, and it is a bank, not a credit union, there is FDIC insurance. Credit unions have their own insurance. It's not FDIC. So, Michael, my, my comment to you is, if you do not have enough just straight savings in the bank to handle an emergency, I would start there first. If you've got three to six months of your committed fixed expenses, those have two things, if you've got that saved in the bank, then you can go into the riskier type things that over time will yield you a bigger return than something at the bank. But start with the, the emergency savings first. So, Michael, it sounds like that, uh, that may be not a good idea for you at this point in time. Hey, uh, maybe. It, it depends. Michael, we are getting up on the end of the show, so if you want to hold on for a moment, uh, we can get some of your information, and you and I can talk during the week and, and flesh this out a little bit more. Sounds good. Michael, hang in there. We'll be back uh, next Saturday. We've got about a minute to kind of wrap things up a little bit, but don't forget we're here every Saturday at 9 o'clock. That's right. I did not even get halfway through my financial planning conversation. Shame on me. The six areas of financial planning are cash flow, income taxes, protection planning, investment planning, retirement, and estate planning. If you have not done a financial plan that addresses all six of those, then you have not done financial planning. Hmm. Call us, request the financial planning toolkit, request an appointment with one of our advisors, and we will get started on that road to financial security, financial freedom for you and your family. All you got to do is call. It's been a pleasure once again to be with you here on the radio program. Come back again soon. I am happy to be here. Happy Easter to you and yours. Happy Easter to you as well. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate you listening today. And remember, you can always dial this telephone number anytime during the week for any of these questions that may not have been answered that are in your head. 
855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Call that number at any time. And thanks for listening. Happy Easter. We'll talk to you again another time here on the Larry Rosenthal Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.